Hey guys, coming up is my interview with relationships coach Olga Bochareva. If you're looking for a relationship and love, you're going to want to check out this interview. We also talk about her five-day forgiveness challenge. All right, enjoy. What's the biggest obstacle to getting what we want? Limiting beliefs and expectations created by our past experiences. These limits create a subconscious attraction of what we don't want and block what we do want. But we can turn it all around with a powerful tapping tool called Faster EFT and leading-edge Law of Attraction Principles. In this podcast, Life Coach Mark Shahada explores both of these subjects with guests, as well as performs tapping demonstrations and sessions. Listen in and see for yourself how it all works. Welcome to the Tap It Out Podcast. Hello, Olga. Hi, Mark. <laughs> it's good to be with you. Same here. Yeah. All right. So um, we're going to have a nice discussion with Olga Bochariva, and I'm going to talk about Olga. Olga is in Faster EFT. She's a um, practitioner, advanced practitioner like I am. And I am going to read a little bit about Olga, and then we're going to have a nice discussion. Does it sound okay? Fantastic. All right. Olga is a relationships coach advanced faster EFT practitioner and the creator of the tap into love method her signature program designed to help you heal past divorce or separation and move on with your life quickly in January of 2017 she went through a messy divorce herself and it took her less than six months to start dating and find an amazing deep man she is honored to call that man her husband now Olga is also a mom of two daughters, age five and eight, and resides in Houston, Texas. She is on a mission to help brilliant women and a few courageous men face their fears, release the past stories, and attract the connected, supportive, and committed relationship. You can learn more about her work at olgabochoriva.com. Um, I'll spell that www.olg as in Gary A, B as in boy, O, C as in cat, H, A, R, E, V as in Victor, A.com. Her motto is, it's our time to grow up and be happy. All right, how was that, Olga? Oh, thank you, Mark. I sound fantastic. <laughs> thank I'll you. read it again if you want. I can, you know, do better than next. No. This is really great. <laughs> I'm really trying to like myself, so I appreciate great boost of self-confidence. So. All right. Yeah, that's important, right? Yeah. That's really important. So I'd like to start off with just telling me how you got into life coaching and especially faster EFT. That's a great question. So welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for this chat. Uh, Mark is a friend of mine and, and a colleague, and I'm just so excited to have this conversation with him. As you probably already guessed, we're going to talk a lot about relationships, finding love, and fast GFT. Those are the juiciest topics. And so my journey actually was pretty simple. I started with healing myself. And so um, about 12, 15 years, I've got married, and I've gotten a relationship, which seems like a good relationship, and as we were going through our life together, I started to recognize that I married my father, <laughs> so obviously, I haven't married my father, but the person that I, who was my husband at that time, was actually very familiar to some of the characteristic and certain traits that I think on some level, I was just trying to make peace with my dad. And so it was a very interesting healing process. And by interesting, I mean crazy. <laughs> so it was a lot of um, 
really interesting revelations came from this process because essentially all what I wanted to do is to fix my marriage and I was journaling using law of attraction and tapping and so I went to like four different counselors and our relationship coaches and I read just about every book there from Mars and Venus to marriage fitness and different like relationship challenges it's just about everything that's out there I've done it and at the end I went through a divorce and so what ended up happening guys is that I realized that at some point it's okay to let it go it's totally fine not only that then once I let it go once I healed myself more on that letter <laughs> I actually was able to find someone who is on my level of consciousness and that's how I met Ernie who's my husband now and this was a really interesting journey and once you go through this transformation it's kind of hard to do anything else but helping others do the same so now as Mark mentioned I'm on a mission to help others understand their inner limitations and fears so they can get it out on the open, let it go and grow up and be happy because I personally believe everybody deserves to be nurtured and loved and there's like, here's the truth, guys, there's like seven and a half billion people on the planet, right? So if you are in a toxic, <clears throat> codependent relationships, just I want to invite you to take a look at that and question some of your values and how you treat yourself. Because the truth is, if there's one thing that you take out of this interview, you deserve to be happy. You deserve love. That's your right. That's your birthright. right. And so um, that's just something that I truly believe in. That's awesome. Okay. And so you've been doing this kind of a relationship coaching for how long? Um, I started in 2013. So that makes it six years. So for almost six years, I've been working with women. I must have coached over hundreds of women. And this is, you know, in my past life, I actually was a math teacher. And I was teaching math, you know, for years, like a really long time, 12, 15 years. And I don't think I've gotten to be as nearly as a good math teacher as I am a relationship coach. And I hope it doesn't sound like I'm bragging, although a little bit I am. But right. the truth is, it's like when you get to your zone of genius, things that are naturally that you're interested in and you're good at, you just grow so much faster, right? Right. So something that comes natural to me. And the truth is, guys, it's not that, you know, I have some kind of special abilities or something that you can. You just, I've learned something, I figure out something that I'm so passionate about sharing and teaching others how to do. So it's actually very simple. And once you know some very basic things and realizations, you can make some great changes. Yeah. Well, you've been through it yourself. So that's the, that's the cool thing about like finding a niche where we can help people in our life coaching is you've been through it. And like you said, you read every book and you studied it. And then you got through it and then you found someone who is your match. And then, so how long ago did you get married? We got married this summer. Right. We started dating. Um, so we got married after 14 months of dating. And so some people might say, okay, this is too fast. And some people say, this is too slow. <laughs> I know somebody who got married six months after dating. Cause they said like, once you are in your late thirties, forties, you pretty much know what you want early on and you do not need years to explore it. Right. But the truth is I don't think there's a right or wrong way when it comes to this particular, you know, way. And so yeah, we dated for about a year and then this summer Ernie proposed and the restaurant where we had our first date. And then so we did things really out of order. So first we got engaged. Then we went on a honeymoon. Then we uh, moved in together. No, then we got married, then we moved together, then we had a wedding. So <laughs> things mm -hmm. got out of order. Yeah. But it worked for us. And that's one of the things that I, you know, really passionate about talking to people. There's no right or wrong way of doing it when it comes to relationships or self-healing. 
And you guys know that me and Mark, we are very passionate about fast GFT and we think fast GFT is awesome. But my motto is throw everything at it. You know, law of attraction, meditation, affirmations. Like I do it all. Like fast GFT is great for healing like deep, deep unconscious beliefs because it has a really clear, clean modality on how to get to those beliefs. Mm-hmm. But like Mark will tell you probably that all of those tools are absolutely brilliant and they really do work. When you practice them, right? right. It's kind of like going to the gym, right? So if you go into the gym, you're probably going to struggle with me and you're going to feel great. And it really is the same thing when it comes to affirmations. So if you're somebody who thinks, well, it doesn't work for me, or, you know, I've been single for so long and I keep on meeting guys from emotional available, or maybe you're going through a divorce and it feels like there is no future there, I'm just here to tell you guys, no, seriously, it's absolutely doable and it's absolutely possible. And it's really just a skill, right? The skill to learn. Yes. You know, uh, I just, I'm working on a podcast now that I'm going to, uh, that was released before this one is. And so it's the, it's the last episode before this one. And I, and it's about the Fastery of Tea mm-hmm. piece list. Mm-hmm. And so in it, I talk about how our early experiences, you know, our early imprints mm-hmm. will create the patterns and the metaphoric mm-hmm. expressions for, let's say, our current problems or the problems that come after. And so you said your first marriage, you married your dad, right? And so can you talk about how that happens when we have things in our early life and then we repeat them, they become patterns in our life. Can you talk about how that can happen and also how we can stop that from happening? This is such a great question, Mark, because the truth is, and I'm going to quote Robert Smith here, mm-hmm. is that memories buried alive never die. They just come back in a different pair of shoes, usually bigger and uglier one. And I am, you know, a big fan of healing the memories, going through and really changing the memories. I have a video training, like three steps on how to change the memory. Because the truth is, it's all in the memories. And I always tell my people, guys, memories are your strongest affirmations. And just like Mark mentioned, those are the things that are on subconscious level. And as we grow up, we watch something, right? And it is very, very bizarre. And it really does not make sense logically. So let me give you an example. Like yesterday, I had a session with a client. She said, Olga, what's the difference between conscious mind and subconscious mind? So, well, it's actually very simple. Conscious mind is logical part of us right it's when we try to make decisions it's uh, the part that is in charge of um, reasoning and anything that is uh, logical and you know formal kind of now subconscious part is the one where your memories are it's the emotions it's the smells it's the taste it's textures right kinesthetic mm-hmm. so everything that is on that level is subconscious and the problem with that is like 96% of our decision is made by subconscious mind, right? You guys probably heard it like 100 times. And so like you're like, oh my gosh, so I'm not the one who's driving this bus. <laughs> There's a bigger part of me that makes this decision. How do I change it? And so this is where this process that Mark is teaching and doing with clients and then so do I come in, where you can actually go and change some of those imprints that are sitting on subconscious mind on this level. And so think about this way. So let's say, for example, I had a client like that. She was someone who was just dating people who were addicts. And she was like, I know that I'm good for me. And she was like, I think I'm totally, totally crazy because like logically I know, but emotionally I'm attracted to this. What the hell is going on? Let me start looking through some of the history. 
we came across a memory where she was, you know, sitting at the dinner table and there was a grandpa and they were playing game and it smelled like alcohol because the grandpa was drinking red wine and she had a number of these memories. So subconsciously she linked in her mind that alcohol equal to love, right? right? I know, very crazy, of course it's not. But this is what happens because as a human beings, we like to make sense out of everything, right? And your subconscious mind, like a crazy kindergartner that start connecting dots that don't even belong together. Mm -hmm. We grow up with a set of beliefs. And unless we honestly question them, and this is what Mark was asking about, that they run our life. We make decisions based on that, right? right. And the, the tricky part about that is those are very sneaky beliefs. I mean, they are not obvious. As a matter of fact, when I was speaking my first husband, I actually thought he was exact opposite of my husband. Now, what I have attracted is somebody who is emotionally unavailable. Like, I never could have a decent conversation with a guy. He was a good guy, but like when it came to talking about anything that's beyond the surface, mm -hmm. he just wasn't able to do it. He didn't have it in him. And then right. things were worse, worse, and worse. And so this process of healing, this process of forgiving yourself and forgiving people in your life really is the core of this work, right? When you go and change the memories, when you flip them, when you go through like the small steps, Really, your outcome is that when you look back at it and you just feel differently about it, right? And you see it from a different perspective. And it is such a rewarding work. And me and Mark, we just talked right before the interview because I'm launching something that's called Forgiveness Challenge. So this is one of my favorite challenges to run. And we're doing so much work in there because we talk about those things. We talk about how forgiveness and those memories and limiting beliefs affect us on many levels. How does it affect our health, our relationships? The best part, money. Forgiveness is one of the best tools to manifest for money. And so when you're going through this process, guys, so I want to encourage you to look at some of your beliefs, right? What are the things that you're holding on inside? What kind of things that you observed growing up when it comes to the relationships, right? Because consciously or subconsciously, you are manifesting those right now. And if those are good things, keep on going, right? Mm -hmm. And if not, there are brilliant tools to change that. Awesome. So the forgiveness challenge. So we should have a link in this podcast or video. Right, so I'll make sure to send that link to you, but it's right. my first last name, Olga Bocheriva, and it's Forgiveness Challenge 2019. So that's that's the link. But I will definitely send it to Mark. So you guys, if you want to join in and have some fun forgiving and releasing and just making peace with the past so it doesn't manifest itself over and over, this is a great place. It's a five-day challenge, and it's just such a such a great thing. I do it for myself because I'm selfish and I want a better life for myself. <laughs> Usually okay. people sign along. <laughs> You gotta be selfish, right? You gotta you, you gotta learn how to love yourself first and make yourself happy before you can do that for anyone else, right? And so and now in in Faster EFT, Robert talks about ultimate forgiveness, mm -hmm. which is forgiveness of yourself. Right. And and do you guys talk about that in your forgiveness challenge? You know, I'm so glad that you asked because this is actually kind of like the last step. And very oh, often right. people who've done through, who've gone through, you know, lots of healing and um, transformations, they actually have a hard time to forgive themselves for the choices that they've made, for the people that they've picked, right? And again, if you like really look deeper and you go on a deeper level and you understand you haven't done anything wrong, like you just haven't, right? Because at right. that time, you were in a level of consciousness that allowed you to make a best decision. Right. And I think this is, this is like the final step of this journey. And another part of the ultimate forgiveness is really being able to look at those people in your mind or in real life 
and don't feel triggered. Now, mm. hear the truth, guys. And brutal truth from Olga. My ex-husband is still pretty much a jaw. Okay? <laughs> it's really hard to communicate with. He he's a is, jerk. He's, he's a jerk. A jerk. <laughs> he's really hard to communicate with. He doesn't respond to all my messages. But we make things work. And like when he sees me, he doesn't even say hi. But I remember a time in my life when I couldn't look at him because I would just have my whole body would shrink, right? I would feel this emotional intensity. And I could feel like my whole body going into the stress level, stress response. Right now, I see him for who he is. I mean, he learning God, he's on pace, and God bless him for picking up girls every other weekend and spending time with them. Seriously, I'm so that's great. No, yeah. absolutely, yeah. And then so... So you're talking about your girls. So you, you have two... Right, girls. I have two yeah. daughters, right, yeah, yeah. right. So every other weekend, they spend with the dead. So me right. and you can have our bad time, which is fabulous. And so the reason why we were able to make it work and the reason every time I see him, I don't get triggered is because I went to that level and I really released those things mm -hmm. and it's just no longer an issue, you know, guys. And like the reason why I was able to go back and start dating people because I wasn't really experiencing the same triggers on a rejection level, on abandonment level, the fears that they will do something wrong. And so this is really, really beautiful work. Now, another thing I really like that Mark mentioned, he said, Truly is all about forgiving yourself, right? And so there's this quote that I really like, and it goes something like this. Um, Nobody will love you more than you love yourself. Start with you, practice on you, right? Right, I like that. And, and I think this is, this is the missing piece, and this is what people are really having a hard time when they start looking for relationships and when they start getting into the dating game. On some level, they are looking for external validation and they're looking for other people to complete themselves. And what I encourage them to do is say, listen, you really will not be happier in a relationship than you are right now. I mean, I'm sorry to break it into you. <laughs> You're probably thinking, oh, when I get married, when I meet this guy, I'm so happy. No, 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 no. You're going to be just as happy as you are right now. Like your level of happiness is your inner work. Getting more money will not make you happy. Getting better relationship will not make you happy. Getting better job will not make you happy. Start where you are, mm. seriously. And if you can learn, you know, be in peace with yourself and be happy with yourself. And one of the exercises that I'm actually teaching in the Tap Into Love program is to date yourself. Like, go and date yourself. Notice how much fun you are. Like, you and you can have a great time together. You know? yeah. And so this concept is absolutely beautiful. And if you can really tap into this and unintended and learn how to do this right you and your relationship everything changes right like another quote that i was my mantra when i was going through the divorce and through this really difficult time as you change within your relationship transform as you change within your relationship transform i think it was in a sticky note on every like wall in my house yeah i like <laughs> it that. really helped right as you change yeah. within your relationship transform well, you know, I'll share a quick little story about me. So I've been married for 20 years, but I've been with Kelly for like 32 years, 33 years. Like Amazing. I'm 53 years old and, and I was dating her. I, I met her and started dating her since when I was 20. And in the beginning, we didn't believe in marriage. So, you know, mm -hmm. we met 11 years just dating. But before mm -hmm. Kelly, there was a time when I was, I would date girls mm -hmm. and and then I wouldn't like them or, you know, something, it would be one thing or another. And then I would try to date somebody else. And it got to a point where it was like a few years and I'm like, oh my God, how come I can't find somebody to like? And I kind of, kind of got started getting frustrated and, 
And what I finally did was I gave up and I, and I worked, I started working on a business and it just wasn't, I just focused on my business and making myself happy. Like you're talking about. And, and when I did that, in other words, I, I, took my focus away from the problem because I had built up a big problem. How come I can't find somebody and every day I go, there's something that doesn't work out and it, and I was lonely, you know, for a while. And then I just, again, decided to go into my own business and do my own thing and to make myself happy. And then as soon as I changed my focus off of that problem and onto myself to make myself happy, like you're talking about, then I, then, um, I would find somebody and it was a nice date. And then it eventually maybe one girl before Kelly. And then I met Kelly. Mm -hmm. So it, it kind of exemplifies what you're talking about as far as making yourself happy first, right? How that, that's, isn't that super important? Yeah, absolutely. As a matter of fact, I have an entire module in this tap into love program that I teach. And it's the very first module and it's how to love or how to tap in, how to master self love and self worth. Right. Yes. And here's the truth, guys. I mean, this is a life journey. Like, I personally still find myself sabotaging my relationships because I'm struggling with this concept. Like, one of my personal flavors of self-sabotage is that I need to work hard. I need to do a lot to be loved by, you know, my partner and by people around me. So very often I find myself over-delivering and undercharging, and, and it's just like, it's really, really interesting how you can see that there's an incremental increase in your life, but some of these patterns you really have to pay attention. Mm -hmm. And it's like the new level, new devil, right? right. <laughs> so when you get a new level, whether it's income or relationships, you still want to be conscious and you want to pay attention. Now, I want to tell you guys, it gets much easier. Like my life right now compared to what it was 10 years ago, oh my gosh, I have, you know, husband that I love, I have kids who are amazing kids, and I have a lifestyle that I absolutely adore. I work for myself and I do what I love. But those, those things, they still will sneak out, and it's yeah. good to give it a clear look and say, you know what, it's not a big deal. It's just part of my pattern, and it's okay to let it go. So like when people say, oh, God, what's your number one advice to, you know, manifest a better life? I say, well, it's actually very simple, tap and declutter, Right. Tap and declutter. declutter is forgiving, right? So forgiving and looking for your beliefs because people say, well, oh, I hate this job. This job is horrible. I was like, it's really not about job. <laughs> it's not about the job. Maybe you need to quit the job and do something else, but it's your way of feeling. That level of how you know how to feel, it will manifest it over and over. Yes, I like that. Yeah, and you know, uh, do you use law of attraction in your work? Well, everything is law of attraction, right? Right. Yeah. Everything is love attraction. And whether you use it or not, it'll use you. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so um, when we say law of attraction, what we're really talking about is how you feel and what you believe about yourself. That's what you attract. Right. And the third module of the program, which is all about manifesting, you get it? Right. Manifesting. Unintended <laughs> <Fun> again. <laughs> Like manifest in a man. I got it. Yeah. It really <laughs> goes back to that concept that you're talking about, the law of attraction concept. Yeah. In the way that I teach it, I say, okay, so I remember years ago I was listening to one of the summits, you know, how like soulmate summits and how to find love. And then one was by Ariel Ford. And Ariel Ford is one of the leaders in this industry. She's absolutely brilliant. So she was interviewing Deepak Chopra. Mm -hmm. You guys, of course, know Deepak Chopra. And if not, he's, you know, a doctor and a healer. and um, he's a very famous meditation teacher. Mm -hmm. 
And so she asked them, Deepak, what would be your advice, number one advice, on attracting a soulmate? And he just said, well, that's easy. All what you do is you make a list of things that you want that person to be, and you become that. All right. And I was like, oh, okay, 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 I get it now. Yes. So I sit down, I wrote down a list of things that I want a person to be, and I just started tuning into this. Now, do nice. you want to be emotionally available? Guess what? Are you holding up some grudges? Are you guarding your heart? Are you able to talk about your feelings, right, without yes. freaking out? And so anything else that I wanted for that person, I was like, okay, now I know exactly what to do. So this is a really beautiful map in how to get what you want when it comes to the relationships, right? Yeah. And so the law of attraction is, of course, always working, right? And I think right. the tricky part or the part that people are struggling with the most when it comes to law of attraction is thoughts versus feelings. Mm -hmm. And this is where tapping comes in and this is where fast GFT comes in because it really allows you to not just logically understand something, not just have a thought, but physically change it in the body, right? So mm -hmm. the tapping works with the um, system in your body that is subconscious, that uh, allows you to feel something versus just understanding. Right. And so I think that fast EFT and law of attraction go hand in hand together. Mm -hmm. And you can still manifest things without like doing this deep work. It just takes much longer. Yeah. It's like, imagine a glass of, um, I don't know, liquor or something, right? In a glass of water or just the water. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to get rid of a liquor, you can start pouring the water in a glass and eventually it will overflow. And the more you pour um, water, eventually it will thin out, right? So that's kind of how like our negative beliefs work. Maybe it's not the best metaphor. <laughs> mm -hmm. Or you can get this liquor and throw it out. And I'm not saying I never have liquor. I'm just saying this. You know? <laughs> you're, you're working with a metaphor here. Yeah. And you can just empty the glass and you can pour the water. So that's kind of like what Fast GFT does. Yeah. So we're going to the beliefs, we are examining them, and we're releasing them. And no, it's not momentarily, but it really is much faster than just about any other modality that I came across. And so this is, I think, where Fast GFT and Law of Attraction meet. I really agree. And that's what my whole, you know, my whole uh, podcast is about, my Facebook group, Tap It Out, is... That idea. And, and you know, what I say is faster EFT is the best tool that I know of to, to allow the a law of attraction to work in your life. So it's the, it's the how and it's, the, it's, to, it's like you're saying, clearing out the stuff so that you can have the law of attraction work in, in your life in the way that you would like it to work, right? Mm -hmm. And so you had mentioned being at a job and just being miserable in the job and saying, you know, getting another job is not going to you know, you kind of have to look at yourself first. And I was thinking with the law of attraction is that if you go to a job and you complain over and over again about, let's say your boss or how much money you're making, or you're not happy and you're actually blaming others or blaming your outside circumstances. Mm -hmm. um, if you leave that job because of the law of attraction, you'll just kind of attract the same type of mm -hmm. vibration that you're, you know, that, that, the, the attitude and the vibration that you're resonating. Mm -hmm. And so I like the idea of, of what you said is work on yourself and look where you're at. And, and that also reminds me of the upper level and lower models of the world that, that Robert talks about. Um, I'm responsible for how I feel. Mm -hmm. And instead of saying that you are doing this to me. Mm -hmm. So can you speak more about that with, 
in terms of relationships. Like I'm thinking also, if you're in a current relationship, um, you can be blaming your significant other or your, or your partner. And if you blame them for everything, then what's going to happen? What do you think, Olga? Oh, oh my gosh. I'm so glad that you're talking about this because this is, this is such a good topic. And um, there's kind of like, there's a two-sided coin, right? Mm -hmm. So part of that is sometimes you are in a codependent relationship and you really need to let it go and heal yourself. Right. Sometimes this relationship is there for you to help you heal because they're reflecting something back at you. So the question is, how do you know? And the answer is, just do your part. Do your part. <laughs> yeah. As you do your part, you're gonna, you know, transform. You're gonna change. And, and do your part meaning? Do your part means? Heal yourself. Examine yes. your beliefs. Right. Look at the things that are within you that you haven't healed that trigger you. Right. Because you watch all Ernie. The, third or maybe the fourth date we had together, I looked at him because he said something, oh, Olga, yeah, I could be annoying. And I said, you can never annoy me. He was like, what do you mean? I was like, because if you annoy me, it means that I'm choosing to be annoyed or I'm choosing to feel something a certain way. And this is just an opportunity for me to heal. You can wow. never hit me. You can never anger me. You can never trigger me. It's just me doing it to me. If you look at me like I'm from a different planet or something, what is she talking about, right? <laughs> But I'm and sure he was loving he, it, though. Yeah, and the truth is, he does annoy me occasionally. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, yeah. He does upset me occasionally. Right. But a bigger truth behind, behind that is that I always take responsibility for that. Yes. So, you know, maybe not the same day, but the next day I said, <laughs> okay, opportunity to heal. And so I will always examine what is that in his behavior, words, or actions triggered me. Is it something that is his growing or my growing, which, of course, the answer is always my growing. And, mm -hmm. and this is a really brilliant way of looking at things. So just two things, guys. So number one, it really puts you back in the driver's seat to where you are the leader and you are the deliberate creator, which, right. okay, sounds good, but it's like probably the most scariest thing of all because if you take responsibility for your life, you're like, oh, my gosh, I have to take responsibility for all that crap I created. I ain't going to do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? yeah. But again, the truth is if you can do this or if you set an intention for this kind of attitude towards your life, right? It's like, yeah, I want to take responsibility for that. Things have happened, and on some level, I have created them. Then a lot of things will start shifting and changing for you. The right. problem with that is that we live in victim-based mentality society, right? So we love being a victims on little levels, big levels, different levels. Being sick has a lot of benefits, right? So the second that we get sick or don't feel good, a lot of people giving us attention, a lot of people are nurturing us or, or giving us something, and, and, and it becomes a way to get attention or to be loved, right, on some level. Mm -hmm. And so this is, this is a bigger problem. Like how do you heal this victim mentality? Because it has so many benefits. And by benefits, I mean, of course, benefits and quotes. Because in the longer term, it ruins you, right? It ruins your life. It creates more problems than solutions. And it gets you further away from your soul, right? You're just not becoming who you truly are. Yeah. And so when you, when you go to this place and you're asking yourself, okay, am I taking responsibility for that or am I assigning blame? It's so fascinating that you asked because when I just started um, fast safety coaching on me, you know, I hired a practitioner and in the very first session, she looked at me and she said, Olga, guilt is your favorite pattern. You love feeling guilty. 
Mm. He was like, don't divorce this guy because you're going to go and find somebody just like this who mm. will make you feel guilty. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what are you talking about? I know. When you hear that, like, I love feeling guilty. Like, yeah, what are you talking about? Like, that's the first, it's almost shocking. Like, right. And I think, this is the last yeah. session I'm going to have with you, you know? <laughs> right. Right. And that's so we coached for more, three more years, right? So it was my practitioner for three more years. <laughs> right. Because she tried to drive to the chase and she helped me see my part in this. Mm. And, and simply put, guys, it's just a dance, right? You are dancing a dance. You're playing this energetic game with someone who knows how to be in this dynamic. And when you change in your footsteps, so let's say you were doing polka together and then all of a sudden you're doing valves, you just cannot dance it. It's this simple. You're just not on the same level of consciousness. And if you're online, the relationship would just run its course. You really don't even have to do a whole lot because people sit down and say, oh, should I stay or should I go? Should I stay? Like, don't worry about it. It's right. really going to work out. Go and clean your beliefs. What else do you need to declutter? Who else do you need to forgive? Mm, and so, it, right, it's a really beautiful process and it's very rewarding because even though at first, you know, we all have resistance at looking at the old hurts and past, right? Because like, as practitioners, what do we mark and do? We take people through the horrible memories. <laughs> you know, this is our <laughs> bread and butter. We take them to the worst of the worst. But I always say, listen, the truth is the reason why we go into these memories is not like we're going to go to a cemetery to build a real estate. We go in there to just say goodbye, right? And to make peace with the past. Right. And that makes a lot of sense for people because they say, oh, okay, right, I'm not going to get stuck there. I'm actually going to release something that's got stuck in my energetic system so I can move on, right? I like that way of thinking. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to stay there. You're not going to live there. You're just going to make peace and move on. <clears throat> yeah. Yes, yes. And so, you know, you had mentioned like men, uh, emotionally unavailable men. Mm-hmm. And I hear that all the time. And, I, and I, a lot of my clients um, mm-hmm. talk to me about that too. Mm-hmm. And so you must have some of your women clients who come across that a lot with men? Yeah, so I actually taught a class, a master class on emotionally unavailable men. So this is <laughs> one of the topics I really like talking about. Yeah. And the truth is, I mean, just because somebody emotionally unavailable does not make them a bad person, right? right. So some people are just, you know, they are not interested in exploring themselves on that level and they will find a match who is just like that, right? So they're emotionally unavailable woman. Now the problem happens is when the women are growing and they want more and they see things deeper and they want honesty and they want connection and the other partner is not just there yet. Right. And so that's, that's where the problem happens. And so in, in this master class, I talked about characteristic of emotional available man, how to detect it early enough, how to see those red flags that, you know, usually we are totally oblivious to. And just to mention a couple to kind of help you understand what we're talking about. And so let's say you are a woman who just started dating and you are, you know, genuinely interested in attracting a deep, supportive, conscious partner. And so one of the easiest way, easiest things to, or things to pay attention to is what I call an fixer-upper syndrome. So we find someone who is kind of like a great guy, but not really. And we hope that he will change and things will happen. And so I wrote this blog post that say, take things for face value. This is like my number one dating advice. Just take things for face value. 
And so if that person is late to your dates, if that person does not call you when he says he's going to call, and if that person doesn't um, initiate this process, right, initiate the dates, he's probably just not there. And he's not necessarily a bad person. Maybe he's just healing his stuff, but he's just not in a place where you want him to be. Now, the problem with that or the common mistake that women do, they start pursuing this relationship because that person kind of sort of has, you know, the, the traits of what they want. And so they start creating something in their mind that is not there. And it goes a little bit farther when they need to be and that's where the problem happens. And they become upset and disappointed and hurt again over and over. So I just take things for the face value. You'll say, if you said so much headache and heartache. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And so those are some of the things to look for when you start dating process. I don't know if that's where you want me to go with this, but I know you mentioned emotional availability, what it means. And so let me just kind of step back and, and talk yeah. a little bit about on like what the definition of it, I guess, right? Mm -hmm. So to be emotionally available, to be emotionally intelligent essentially means to be able to communicate your feelings and to understand and feel your feelings on a healthy level, right? So without getting triggered or upset or slamming the door or, um, you know, breaking into tears every time you talk about feelings or something that's different. So that's what emotional availability means. On the other side, it's also being able to provide space for the other person to be open and vulnerable, right? So when I have a conversation with Ernie, very often he'll just sit and listen and he'll look into my eyes or he'll touch my hand and he'll not, not he said, and he'll, he'll say something insightful. He will not jump right away trying to fix it. He will not give me like a hundred devices or say, oh, just don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. <laughs> uh -huh. Uh -huh. So he will wow. not, you know, brush it under the carpet. He will say, I hear you, baby. Let's talk about wow. it. Right? Now, did you have so, to train? You didn't even have to train Ernie, huh? You just, <laughs> I you just came like that? Myself. Oh, wow. I love so it. So basically what happened when I started dating it was an interesting experience because I went through like about 10 dates with the 10 guys in like a month, right? So I was like, whoa. I was very clear what I wanted, what I want. Very few of them got a second date. Only two of them actually got a second date. <laughs> one was the guy that I was dating for a few weeks who was, you know, like a copy of my ex-husband just in a different format. <laughs> <laughs> right. He was my, what do you call those things? Like, when you need to date someone before you, you know, find all right, rebound or no, rebound. not rebound. Right, right. He was rebound. I need to learn this yeah. word. It's one of my keywords from your relationship called shame with me. <laughs> he was my rebound, and you know, I've learned what I needed to learn, and I moved on. And then I met Ernie. And so I think when you understand and you're clear about what you want and what does it look like, yeah, then finding a right man actually becomes easy because you can see pretty early. Okay, am I settling? Do I have non-negotiables that are just a no? And it's okay to have a no, right? So you just yeah. know that some things, it's just not going to work. And it's totally fine. And so with that said, you can find people who are a better match for you early on without going through a lot of dates. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm happy you're talking about that. And you were talking about like taking things at face value. And I was having a discussion with Kelly the other day, you know, <laughs> we're watching reality TV and it, and it seems like, so let's say when there's a, a, a woman dating a man and it seems like if the man isn't like it's 
and, and it's also when you're watching reality TV, it's, it's obvious to see, let's say, the problems of what's going on because you're objective. But when you're in it, them going through it, maybe they're not seeing things as clearly. But the man isn't treating her that right well. And, she, and he's not giving her the attention. He's, he's, not being, um, he's not treating her with respect. And the thing is that it seems like she is attracted more to that instead of what I was talking to Kelly about is, you know, if in my past days, if I'm dating someone and they're not showing me um, respect or if they're, they're acting in ways that I don't like or they don't like me, actually, I'm like, okay, that's okay. I, I'm not attracted to that. I'm actually, well, then it's not meant to be. Let's move on. But there's a, it seems like there's a dynamic of being attracted to somebody who's not available or emotionally available, or who doesn't even want you. And there's a thing where you can see people even moving more towards that. Can you speak to that? Absolutely. So a little bit of that is the opera fixer opera syndrome. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So they say like this, this first guy that I was dating, I remember very clearly, he was tall, he was kind of good looking, he was an engineer, he had a nice apartment. And I was like, Oh, he's a great guy. He has all of these good things. But when we sit down and have a dinner, we wouldn't have a single thing to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why are we not talking about things? I don't right. understand. But I was still kind of attracted to him because he sort of had you know, all of those things. And part of that is a power to mentality. We're holding on to something, thinking that there's nothing better over there, so we have to hold on because there's nothing better than this, right? Mm. So when you, when you allow yourself to let go, so there's more than enough great men. And there are. I just need to open my eyes and see them. And they are everywhere too. Then you know, the next thing you know is that you can actually date someone who is available. So I remember me and Ernie, we talked on the phone for like two hours, almost like every day. Mm-hmm. Day, we had so much to talk about. Yeah. And so this dynamic of unhealthy attraction or codependent relationships mm-hmm. could come from some things from the childhood. Like I've been through this firsthand because my dad wasn't very emotionally available, right? He just wasn't the kind of guy that you could sit down and have a hard conversation with. Mm-hmm. And so the guys that I was attracted, they were distant. They were, you know, kind of like shut down. And I was attracted to them naturally because that's the only way of interaction that I've learned growing up as a little girl. Mm-hmm. And you're right. Guys who actually were attentive or interested, I was a little bit shy away from them. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. I don't know how to do that. I feel like I'm on under microscope. Wow. And even when me and Ernie started dating, he has this thing he could look into my eyes. He was thinking I would look into my eyes and I would just do this. You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, and he caught me in this like, are you, you know, can you look into my eyes? I was like, I didn't think I can. Yeah. It was such an intimate gesture to sit down and look in somebody's eyes. And I've learned how to do it after some time, but that was my learning experience. Mm. And another interesting thing happened, and this is why, you know, I'm such a huge fan of getting help and having someone who can really help you with this journey as you go through this, because you know, I remember starting to date and I had my practitioner work with me. I had my coach and she, and I was telling things. So I was like, well, yeah, this first guy, he's the engineer. He's tall. He has an apartment and he's, you know, kind of this and that, but he doesn't really compliment me a lot. He doesn't initiate a lot of dates and we don't have a lot to talk about. And she's sitting there and I was like, oh my gosh, but she didn't do this, right? She said, all that, <laughs> give me three months. And you will forget his name. You'll say, Bob, who's Bob? No, I made up the name. Right. 
things. Yeah. And that that is exactly what happened. Because right. she helped me understand that, no, he wasn't a good fit. No, that's not what I wanted. She reminded me of things that I value. The other thing that she said, go date multiple times. Mm. Not only that, but date the kind of guys that you normally wouldn't be dating. Mm. So Mary, my husband, like sent me a message and I was like, Hmm, I don't think, you know, I don't think anything's going to happen, you know? Wow. And I was like, okay, right. My coach told me to go on a date with different guys. So I will. It was part of my homework. And so I went and I'm sitting there having, you know, lunch with this great man who is listening to what I'm saying, who's really interested. And at the end of the date, he said, Olga, I really would like to see you again. And I was like, hmm, where is that coming from? Like, I never had, you know, such an honest and simple, you know, truth. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to give it a try. And I was like, because he's an attorney. I was like, oh, it's great to have an attorney in my circle of friends. So <laughs> like, mm -hmm. nothing probably going to happen. We're just going to be friends. And next thing you know, we were, you know, we were just really interested in each other. And we had deep conversations. And I found him interesting. And things started moving along. Yeah. And so if you are on this journey and you find yourself dating jerks over and over, it's funny that we're mentioning, you know, <laughs> because my second module of the Tap Into Love problem program talks about that. It talks about how to not to date jerks and how not to <laughs> marry a jerk. <laughs> and it talks about a very specific things that we as women do to actually attract this kind of behavior. And so I talk about specific tips or things that you could change within yourself so you no longer attract narcissists. Because here's the truth, like people pleasers and narcissists go like peanut butter and jelly together, right? Mm. So yeah. as you change within, I know I'm sounding like a broken record, but as you change within, your relationships transform. I love it. All right, so, so can you talk about the different kind of, um, mostly for women, right? Mm -hmm. what, so what kind of women can benefit from this Tap Into Love program that you have going? This is a great question. So a lot of women that come to me, they have actually experienced certain transformations. Mm -hmm. Like they worked on themselves, they healed themselves, they had some tapping sessions or they read the books. And so what I'm finding more and more is that the kind of people that are attracted to my work, the one who've been through divorce or the one who've been through a serious relationships, and they kind of even wondering, is there a, a second chance for me, right? And I remember one of the women in my community called me a second chance coach. <laughs> mm. So I really noticed that I'm specializing more and more in helping women to get into this second type of relationships. They've mm -hmm. learned and they've grown and they just need a little bit of assistance to heal the past, to make sure that they don't repeat the same mistakes over and over so they can move on. Right? So I, I like saying this, it's our time to grow up and be happy because so often we do leave this old, smaller version of ourselves, right? The childhood yes. version of ourselves. And so we are not fully grown up because we are repeating this and we just don't have clarity around those things. So what I'm finding is a lot of women that come to me, they actually are quite successful in their life. They, some of them have kids already, some of them have been married before, they are successful in their career, and there's just one thing that's missing. They just mm. really want to have a partner who love, appreciate them, and who they can do life together, right? So no more drama, right? <laughs> so right. people who have done this drama and who are ready to do the work on themselves, I see incredible results with them. I was working with someone this summer, and before I even gave her homework assignment to write the memories, she came to me with the memories. She had like 20 
man memories on that. Mm -hmm. Sure enough, I started tapping and cleaning, tapping and cleaning. She was like, oh, no, there's this guy, you know, he's trying to text me. His name is Jason. Should I respond? I was like, well, just kind of go with your gods because I'm not going to tell you what to do. And you, you'll know for the most part. She's like, mm -hmm. okay, we'll talk. So half a year later, they're still, you know, together. <clears throat> they're deeply in love. Wow. And so this is really, really fascinating to see that because we were trying working together just when they started dating. Mm -hmm. And she said, Olga, I can genuinely say that if not for this work, I would sabotage the hell out of this relationship. Mm. I would see something that's not really him but me, and I would scare and I would run the other way because I had like a number of this emotionally unavailable partner or me being emotionally unavailable. And she goes like, this freaking has to stop. <laughs> you know? right. She got to the point where enough is enough, and she's absolutely gorgeous inside and out, and she has two kids, and she's an entrepreneur, and she just needed to figure out this last piece. And I love that, like the self-work and the self-healing and the tapping on her own stuff, so important, right? And you get into an empowered state when you do that. And when you, and when you have that victim mentality, man, I mean, you just can't win. And it, it, you never get anywhere long-term with that, right? Right, and people actually think the opposite, right? It's yeah. such a common misconception, it's such a common belief that the more I'm the victim, the more, and it kind of works to a certain extent, right? It's the survival mechanism. It will right. make you survive. But sure as hell, it will keep you stuck in the old patterns, and it will just repeat itself over and over. Like, it'll give you attention, and it'll give you more drama. Yeah. And people are addicted to drama, right? Because drama right. gives adrenaline, and it's a very powerful hormone. And yeah. so... Um, and especially if you're used to that. Like, if you're used to the drama in, in your early life, then... That feels familiar to you, and that's entertainment for you, right? Right, absolutely. So we were looking at some patterns um, of an ex-wife or a friend that I that I know, and we just seen things right now, and she's just repeating it over and over and over, like same thing that's been happening for the last twenty years. She falls in the same exact patterns, mm -hmm. and this is, I think, what pains my heart the most, and this is the reason why I'm doing this work. Because I genuinely believe it actually doesn't have to be difficult. Like once right. you understand very few of your default modes, default patterns, you're just no longer prone to repeat them so much. Especially as tapping, you go and find a memory, you clean it, you go and find things that happen it. And next thing you know, incrementally a lot of things in your life change. Mm -hmm. And so right now, as we're launching and starting this forgiveness challenge, I was sharing that the first time I've done it, I actually was forgiving my ex and I had, I had two goals. So my number one goal was to find a great partner and be in committed relationships. And so that happened, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. And my second goal was to become a self-made millionaire by the age of 45. So that's still in the working. <laughs> and so and I always tell people when you're looking for help, when you're looking for a mentor, find somebody who is where you want to be or at least have through, right? Mm. So like don't hire me if you want to make a million dollars in business. I have not done it yet. <laughs> but if you want to find a committed partner, if you want to heal after divorce, or if you want to really move on in this prior relationship, I might be the right guide for you because this is something that I've experienced and this is something that I've learned a lot about. And this is how the tap into love was created. I just look back at the steps that I take and it really took me, it took me about six months to understand it, right? Because when you're in it, you don't see the steps. So I really had to go back and make some observations. I had to work with a lot of people to really, really see the step-by-step -step process that takes you from heartbroken and not believing in love to mm -hmm. being 
field within yourself or with a partner or both. I love it. And one thing I love about you is how you talk about your own experience and you talk about uh, the idea. I mean, you're very human. So you talk about the idea that you're still going, you still have your challenges and so many like practitioners and life coaches or therapists out there who pretend that they're perfect and that they don't have problems. And they're afraid to talk about the fact that we're not perfect and we have our ongoing problems. And, and, you know, so I love how you will talk about that and talk about your ongoing challenges that you have. It just makes you very relatable and human and it's, and, it's, and honest. Well, know. here's the truth. Like, even for people who have achieved what they are training others to achieve. Mm-hmm. I mean, like me and only we have fights or we have nights when things are not perfect, right? It's not like we are always smoochy, love and huggy, huggy, mm-hmm. but we will sit down and we'll talk about it. Like we have committed to no drama. It's like our family motto, learn and grow and no drama. That's what mm-hmm. we're going to do. <laughs> so even if it's like really hard, because like one of the things that Ernie really loves about me, he talks about it openly, is that he was like, Olga is a very honest person. I mean, like, I can have a conversation with her and I know that she can listen to me and I know that she will talk to me openly about how she feels and what she really wants, you know. Mm. And she was like, this is how I know I can really trust her. And then he, he goes on by saying, and it's easy for, for her. I was like, no, it's not. Talking right. about your deepest fears your aspirations, things that you are like either freaking out about, it's not easy. Yes. You will have human experiences, right? Mm-hmm. But it's good to practice it. And it's one of the things that I, you know, I love teaching people and I love talking about. Because when, even when I started dating Ernie, I said, Ernie, there's three things I want to learn how to talk to men to. I want to learn how to talk to men about sex openly, about money, and about emotions, right? So those are the three hardest topics. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, my God. So he got scared a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> right. But the truth is, he was also genuinely interested in how to wow. grow with one together. And he also, one of his core values in life is, his life is honesty, right? He's, he's mm. also a very honest, very uh, authentic man. Mm-hmm. And so that is something that I teach people, and I call it telling your microscopic truth. Mm. And so it's, you know, it's easier said than done, but right. literally every time you feel like something's coming up, small or large, just sit down and talk to your partner. Just, you know, make sure that you face each other hold that person's hand, have some tea or a glass of wine, something to drink nearby, you know, because like when you feel really awkward, you just take a sip. (laughs) (laughs) Simple things. And just talk about what's on your heart, right? Talk from the perspective I feel, I believe, versus you did and you didn't take out the trash again. And then... (laughs) Yeah, right. So talk about how it feels. It's that... You know, it's it's simple to start with, right? It takes practice. And yeah, it's totally not perfect. And here's the truth, guys. If somebody, and Mark said that, if somebody tell you that they figured it out, like if they figured out relationships and know exactly how to do it, that's not true. Nobody figured it out. We still figure it out. Like law of attraction, (laughs) unless you're like Abraham Hicks or something, they (laughs) probably haven't figured it out either. And that's okay. When you're never meant to be perfect, so just be perfectly imperfect 
And just like Mark said, <laughs> it actually does make you reliable. It makes you like a human. And this is one of the things that I talk to women about when it comes to dating. Like when you take a picture and it's too polished, like you have perfect makeup, you don't have a single thing on your face that's, you know, like, like so symmetrical. And don't do this. I mean, like you look like a magazine. You don't look like a real person. So yeah, be real, be you. It's really good for you and other people around you. I love it. All right. So the tap into love, that's, is that a one-on-one program? It actually is. Yeah, it's a one-on-one yeah. program. It's very intimate and um, it consists of modules. So I'm actually recording something. So there's a few things that I want people to do. I want them to listen to the module and to learn something. And then we get together and we work one-on-one to clear out the things. So there are assignments that go with it and there are module that go with this. So it's it's really beautiful because it helps you understand what kind of things you need to work on. And then when we get together, we actually work on those things in the sessions. And I let them start on it so they can really bring questions. And I said, this is a lifelong journey because mm-hmm. the only true currency is love. You can always make more money. But love is something like at the end of your life, you look back and say, the only thing that I really ever wanted is to grow and expand and give and receiving love, right? This ability to exchange this beautiful feeling. Mm. And so I always bring people people back to because life gets busy. You know, you're busy with work, you're busy with kids, you're busy with your hobbies or whatever. And people tend to put this on the back burner. Mm. And just like with law of attraction or exercising or going to the gym, just a healthy set of skills. And so once person go through this, once people go through this program once, I actually encourage them to repeat it again. So, you know, it stays on the top of their mind and they can, and they have, you know, recording of all the videos and all the worksheets at their disposal a lifetime. So they can use it to when they're starting to date, when they are actually dating, when they get into relationships, right? Yes. So, yeah. And then, yeah, next, every, each time they hear it, they're going to, they're at a new level so they can learn and, and mm-hmm. hear something different. Right? Absolutely. Yes. Right. So how do they, so again, they contact you by going to your website. This is a great question. So, um, actually you, even if you really, really want to work with me and buy from me, you cannot, <laughs> you cannot, you cannot go and buy things from me directly. Now this program is very personalized and it's me, the person. So I want to make sure that we are a good fit. And before people buy from me, I always encourage them to have a free consultation with me. Mm-hmm. So if you guys are interested in working with me, I would absolutely love to talk to you. And so essentially what you want to do is you go to my website, just schedule a free consultation. And yeah, you can go into tap into love. As you scroll to the bottom, there's the button. And there's a simple application form that comes with this. And so once you fill out that application form, it's sent automatically to me. So I can get back with you and we schedule some time to talk. And honestly, guys, it's just going to look like this. Like me and Mark are talking. I have some questions. I want to make sure that we are a good fit to work together, that this program actually does answer the questions that you have and the problem that you have. And at the end of this conversation, we'll just very clearly know if we're a good fit to move on or not. And in that case, I might just send you a resource or another person that I think might be a better person to help you. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So, yeah, if you're interested, your next step would be to schedule a free consultation We'll talk and we'll take it from them. Okay, so your website again, www.olga, O-L-G G as in Gary, A, Botereva, B as in boy, O, C as in cat, H as in Harry, A, R as in Randy, E, B as in Victor, A.com. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, Olga, this was awesome. Oh, thank you, Mark. I enjoyed talking to you so much. And thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope you got some good nuggets out of it. 
All right. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Olga. Thank you, Mark. All right. Talk soon. Thanks for joining us on the Tap It Out podcast with Mark Shahada. We hope you enjoyed it. Catch you next time.